Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Photography Tips and Tricks podcast. I am Ulysses Del Toro with Del Toro Photo, and I am excited to be here again. You know, the last couple episodes have been really fun sitting down with these talented wedding photographers and learning their stories, how they got started, and just learning how they run their business and the different things that they do to make their wedding days happen. I just want to express my gratitude for them coming down and sitting down and talking with me. Um, it's been just such a blast uh, to be to be doing all this. It's really fun. Um, but today, so I've asked you guys before about what you guys want to hear on this podcast, you know, what you guys want me to talk about. So some of the questions that I've gotten have been about what exactly you should be focusing on uh, photographing during during a, a wedding day. There are many different ways to approach a wedding day, but I'm going to talk about how Maria and I approach um, our wedding days, uh, what we do to prepare ahead of time, and um, how we go about getting the shots that we do. We like to take some steps in preparing for the day ahead of time. So when we sit down for a consultation with our bride and groom, um, there's a couple things that we make sure to talk about ahead of time that kind of helps us prepare for the day. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run you through a typical wedding day. I'm going to talk about the shots that we go through when the bride and groom are getting ready. I'm going to talk about uh, the ceremony and how we focus on all those shots. And I'm also going to talk about the reception. So just the main aspects of a typical wedding day, I'm going to go over some of this stuff. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is how to get the day started. Most of the time, with the exception of some weddings where we're only at the wedding for a certain amount of hours, um, but typically we're at a wedding for a whole day. So for us, a full day wedding is somewhere around eight to ten hours sometimes it goes longer but you know there's there's different things that you can do to set up your own time frames so the way we decide when we're going to start the wedding is we've always gone by our little two-hour rule so we always ask the bride where they're going to be getting ready um, as well as the groom and kind of figure out the times and then we let them know that we typically start the day two hours prior to them getting in, into the dress. And the reason we do this is we give ourselves the first hour to arrive, settle in, meet everybody, and and that gives us enough time to focus on all the detail photos. So all the shots of the dress, the shoes, you know, all the accessories, stuff like that. And then the second hour, we just take that time to focus on um, the the bride and groom getting ready and that leads right into the dress. Now this is something that we tell the, the bride and groom ahead of time so that they don't expect us to arrive, you know, first thing in the morning when like the hair and makeup artists, um, when the hair and makeup artists get there. Now we have had brides uh, request us to show up earlier for all kinds of different reasons, which we will gladly do. 
But for the most part, we try to set up our own arrival time because we try to give the impression to our couples that, you know, we've we've done this many times. We know exactly how much time we need to get the shots that we need. You know, and if we do show up earlier and there's too much downtime, we don't really want to look like we're not doing anything. You know, so if we're there for four hours and we already got all the shots that we needed to in two hours and we're just kind of sitting around or we don't know what else to shoot because we've shot everything that we wanted, you know, um, my fear is that that could look bad. It could look like you got hired to photograph the day, but you're kind of just sitting around doing nothing. So, you know, after doing this for as many years as we have, we typically know how long it takes us to do all of our shots. So we try to set up the day ourselves um, according to the bride and their wedding and everything that's going on. Um, that way we don't have too much of that downtime where it may look like we're not working. We always want to look like we're working. So the first thing we do when we arrive, you know, we'll find out where the bride is going to be, where the groom is going to be. So for this example, let's just assume that the bride and groom are getting ready at the same place. So the first thing that we do when we arrive is we show up, um, we introduce ourselves to everybody, we get to know all of the family members, all of the bridesmaids, um, the mother of the bride, the father of the bride, uh, same thing with the groom if they all happen to be there. And we just try to be friendly and let everyone know exactly who we are. That way they're totally aware that we're the photographers, we're going to be in there cramping their space, getting up all in their faces, taking their photos, uh, pretty much for the entire day. And after we get settled in, uh, the first thing we do is the detail shots. So we'll do pictures of the dress, the shoes, the rings, perfume, accessories, uh, jewelry, the garter. Uh, when it comes to details, um, all the things matter, all the little things, anything that the bride or groom present to you, anything that they brought that day to us, all of those things are important. If an item made it to the wedding day, that means that it has some sort of symbolic or emotional tie to the bride or groom. So even if something, you know, uh, as silly as just an extra pair of pajamas with the bride's name or the groom's name on it showed up, you know, that's that's probably still important to the bride and groom. Or at the very least, you know, if you photograph it, it's something that they can look back on and be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that my aunt bought me those PJs, you know, uh, for the wedding or something like that. You know, you, you don't know what it means to them. So just make sure to always you know, ask the bride and groom all the things that they have, all the details that they brought and they want photographed. Now, one of the things that we do to make sure that we don't miss any of the details is during our consultation with our bride and groom, we let them know what we're going to do when we show up. We let them know that we're going to start with all the detail stuff. This is the perfect time to kind of present a list to them of things that they might need to have ready for us, you know, and and in our experience, um, when we've taken the time to let the couple know ahead of time what we, you know, what we're going to do in the beginning, many times they've had all the detail stuff just in one spot ready for us when we arrive. So we'll usually let the bride and groom know, hey, when we show up, we're going to take pictures of your dress. We're going to take pictures of your shoes. So all the details that you want photographed, 
you know, if you guys want to have those things together, any jewelry that you're going to be wearing that day, uh, per, uh, if you're going to be wearing perfume, we'd like to photograph the perfume bottle. Uh, this, you know, any details that you want photographed, we're going to do them all right at the beginning. So that's a perfect time to have them all together. Now, another thing that we like to shoot along with the details are the wedding rings. And in many cases, uh, the bride and groom will usually give the rings to their maid of honor or their best man um, on the morning of the wedding day. So a lot of times the rings won't be in the same place at the same time. So we like to let the bride and groom know before the wedding to go ahead and just keep the rings together uh, normally with the bride. That way we can photograph them during the detail photos that way there is no chance of us forgetting to do it later on not that you would you just kind of eliminate that chance another thing that we like to photograph with the details are the invitations you know a lot of times they use your engagement photos for the invitations so we always tell them ahead of time if they have an extra copy of one of their invitations just to put it along with all their detail stuff so we can take images of it. We usually use it to take pictures of it along with the rings. And to us, it's just another item that's just as important as anything else because the bride and groom took the time to make these invitations for everybody and it is a part of their wedding day when they look back at it they're going to remember they're going to remember the time that they took to put those invitations together what it took to to actually get them out to everybody and all the responses that they got and you know all the all the emotions that came with everything the invitations are just as important as anything else now the other thing that we're doing when we first walk in to the bride and groom's hotel room or house or wherever they're getting ready as we're introducing ourselves as we're talking to the bride and groom the other thing that we're doing is we're kind of keeping our eyes open and looking for potential areas to photograph all the things that we're going to do for the getting ready photos so right away when i enter a room i'm already looking for good places to photograph all the detail shots so i'll look for a bed that I can lay stuff down on. Um, I'll look for wooden floors. I'll look for tables, tables and tabletops next to windows. Um, I'll go outside and see if there's anything I can use there, like any cobblestones on the ground, um, anything that I can use to set up uh, some good detail shots. Now, what we've seen recently is some photographers actually bring their own props uh, for setting up their detail shots. So they'll They'll go. They'll actually go out and buy like a marble slab from Home Depot or some whiteboards from Michaels that you can use to set up all your little details. And that's that's a nice little trick that you can have in the trunk of your car just in case you know you show up to a spot where it's it's a little bit more difficult to find like a nice setup. It's happened before where you show up and the place just you know the place that you're at just doesn't have that little touch of decor that you're looking for you know that represents a wedding day so you can actually use your own setup that you bring to kind of have as a backup in case you in case you run into something like that one of the other things that I'm looking for when I first walk into a room is places I can hang the dress or if all the bridesmaids dresses are there where I can hang all of their dresses together, you know, just kind of keep an open mind to to these things. Look for hooks, look for places you can hang a hook, those kinds of things. And don't forget to take their bouquet 
and uh, set up those pictures along with uh, their details as well. Um, one of the other things that we ask ahead of time when we're in, in our consult with our bride and groom is if they have any special items that they're going to have a part that they're going to have be a part of their wedding. So, you know, we've had in the past where a bride might have like their grandmother's ring that they had tied to the flower bouquet or, you know, anything like that. Just these are things that you can you can just prepare ahead of time by just asking the bride and groom these questions and jotting it down. So when it comes to the wedding day, you know, you already have these on a list or in the back of your mind and you can remember to ask them. That way you can make sure to get all those little details for the bride and groom. So for us, the first hour, we can usually get all of that stuff done. And once we have all the details done and out of the way, we can put the dress back and we don't have to worry about any of that. We can now focus on our bride and her bridesmaids and with the, getting their finishing touches on their hair and their makeup. So that's the time for us to get photos of the bride and any family members that are there. And one of the things that I like to keep in the back of my mind is anticipating any special moments. So, so one of the things that I do while I'm in the room, while I'm photographing, is I'm always not eavesdropping, but I'm always kind of paying attention to the conversation that's happening because you kind of know if they're if they're talking about something that's, you know, funny, maybe the bridesmaids are about to make the bride laugh and you can anticipate that and be ready to photograph it. So you can be in you can put yourself in a spot where you're taking photos and as soon as one of them starts laughing, you can capture all those little moments in between. And don't forget while you're there to just make sure to take photos of not just the wedding party and the family and the bride, but make sure to get photos of the makeup artist and the hairstylist. Um, these are photos that you can use to present to the vendors after the fact. Because again, this is something that the bride and groom are going to look back on and you just give them that opportunity to remember every little detail about their wedding day. And once you finish getting all those photos, any other little downtime that you have is a perfect opportunity to just walk around, look for creative little shots that you want to get, different objects that you can shoot with or shoot through or anything like that. And when it comes to the groom, you're basically going to do the same thing. Uh, the grooms tend to be a little bit more simpler. But again, the details will always matter to the bride and groom. So for the with the groom, I'll ask them ahead of time when I show up, just make sure that your shoes, your belt buckle, any jewelry that you're going to wear, um, your cuffs, like all those are all little details, your handkerchief, all the things that we can use to photograph ahead of time. If they haven't gone in their suit, you know, you can take a picture of their suit before they get into it and then you can move into them getting dressed and getting their hair ready and all the other stuff. Just So just like any other photographer, you know, we really want to get all those really fun, creative shots at our wedding. And that's usually our instinct when it comes to setting up certain shots. Um, but as a primary photographer you got to remember that the bride and groom hired you to document their day. So you are going to get those creative shots, but you do have to focus 
on all these other little details because that's what they're going to look back on. That's what they're going to remember along with all the other fun photos that you like to do. So as a primary photographer, I try to focus on all the shots that I need to get for the bride and groom. And usually what I'll do is I'll have my second shooter uh, focus on all of the creative stuff. So for me, uh, when I assign a second shooter all the creative stuff and then I can focus on all the primary stuff, it just gives me a sense of comfort knowing that I am going to be, that I am going to get all of the shots at the end of the day that I want to get. You know, if I have a little bit of downtime, that's when I like to focus on all my creative shots. I don't always get to do all of the fun creative shots, um, but I know that at the end of the day that all those shots will be there. So when it comes to the ceremony, I'll typically assign the second shooter to, again, just do all the creative stuff. I'll give them a little bit more room to play around. That way I can focus on all the fun shots. And again, they're going to get all those cool, fun, epic photos. Uh, so I let them run around. You know, I usually, uh, for me, I usually have them stay towards the back. Uh, make sure they get all my wide shots. And, you know, they can do whatever they want for the most part. Because I'm going to concentrate on getting all of the shots that I actually need. So when it comes to shooting the wedding day, I definitely take a lot of photos. But over time, I've learned to focus on the stuff that I really need to get so that I don't overshoot. Not that overshooting isn't bad. You want to make sure uh, that you do get all the shots that you need. Um, but I believe that over time, as you get more comfortable shooting weddings, that maybe you won't be overshooting as much as you used to. I know when I first started shooting weddings, I would shoot like crazy I would end up with so many photos but as time went on and I got more and more weddings I needed to be more efficient and I needed to be quicker when it came to re when it came to getting all of my work back to my clients so one of the things that I did is cut down on the amount of shooting that I did so I wouldn't have so many photos to cull through so I really try to focus on getting the shots that I need and when I get them I make sure to check the back of my camera, make sure my images are good. That way I don't have to sit there and just shoot a ton uh, for no reason. So as the ceremony is going on, you know, I make sure I put myself in a spot where I can get the bride coming down the aisle and I can quickly turn and also capture the groom and get his reaction. And as a bride makes her way down, I can make sure to get the bride's father who's presenting her to the groom uh, their handshake or whoever's presenting her, I can get uh, that moment um, and also some of the family up front. Now, you don't want to be too intrusive, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not afraid to be up front and get the shots that I need to get when I'm getting them. You have to remember that the bride and groom are paying you to be there and capture the moments that that are most important to them. So don't be afraid to come up to the front and take a picture, get some close-ups of the bride, get some close-ups of the groom. When they're repeating their vows to each other, 
just don't be afraid to come up. You know, you may feel like you're being intrusive to some of the family members, but I always jump in there. I get the shots that I need and I quickly step back out so that I'm not disrupting the entire ceremony. You don't want to stay up front the entire time. If you're waiting in between certain moments, you can kind of crouch down as well to kind of get out of the way. But usually I'll run in, grab the shots that I want and step back out. Some of the shots that I, I make sure I grab are close-ups of the bride and groom as they're facing each other or the officiant. Um, I'll do a little bit a wider shot um, on each of them individually. I'll also get some from behind the officiant and uh, make sure you get little things like the couples holding hands uh, when it comes to them putting each of the rings on their finger. You just want to make sure to grab all all the little moments that happen during the ceremony. I try to get most of my shots of the bride and groom uh, that I can at the beginning of the ceremony. Because sometimes you know ahead of time about how long a ceremony is going to last. Um, for the most part, they don't last too long. So I make sure to grab all my stuff right away. That way I can uh, be ready for the kiss when it's going to happen. And then the other thing I can do once I know that I've gotten all the shots of the bride and groom together, holding hands, the ring shots, those kind of things, I can focus on some reaction shots from uh, the wedding party standing on either side. Or I can make sure to look out into the crowd and watch the parents because it's a very emotional time for them as well you want to capture all those little moments sometimes you even get uh, some family members tearing up and you can and you can spend a little time capturing all those moments without being worried whether you got enough pictures of the bride and groom because you already took care of that and of course make sure to anticipate the kiss sometimes it happens faster than you think um, it's not a bad idea to let the bride and groom know ahead of time like hey if you guys want to you know, spend, you know, one or two extra seconds on that kiss, it wouldn't be such a bad idea. Um, I know we've mentioned that to some of our couples in the past. We don't always talk about it, um, but we've had some very fast kisses in the past where they happen so quick. They're just a quick peck and they move on. And, um, you know, we've had some close calls where we almost missed miss the kiss because it happened so fast. Now, obviously, you know, that's not entirely your fault. They kissed really fast. You were just kind of waiting for it. Um, but again, that's another step that you can take ahead of time. Talk about it with the bride and groom. And, you know, you don't have to worry about missing the kiss because they're going to kiss for a couple extra seconds. And usually what I'll do is after I get the kiss, they're presented as... Uh, husband and wife um, I'll make sure to be right in front of them as they're walking out from the crowd but I'll only walk about halfway out into halfway down the aisle with them before I let them get past me and then I kind of hand off those uh, front side photos to my second photographer and I'll also get some shots from them walking away from the crowd as the crowd is cheering to them this so you can get a couple different angles um, but again, all that stuff is kind of up to you, what you decide. Again, I'm just kind of going off of what we typically do, uh, during the ceremony to give you an idea. Now, throughout the day, another thing that you want to think about is to make sure to document the scenery. So when you're at, uh, so wherever the bride and groom are getting ready, if it's at a hotel, when you arrive to the hotel, you know, spend a couple extra minutes outside photographing the hotel, 
um, you know, the lobby or if it's at one of uh, the bride and groom's house, you know, photograph the house, photograph the day, what the day looked like. Because again, it's just going to be something for the bride and groom to look back on and just look at, oh yeah, look at, that's the, oh look where we got ready and look how beautiful of a day it was that day when we got ready. I totally forgot that it was like the perfect day and the clouds were out and, you know, the weather was perfect and, you know, it'll, it'll trigger all those memories from, from their big day. Take pictures of all the buildings, uh, all your surroundings, anything that gives off the names of their the location or any signs that they have out just think about how you can bring the bride and groom back to the wedding day through your photos now when you arrive to the reception uh, you want to make sure to focus again on the details uh, what i'll usually do is i'll split up with my second photographer most of the time uh, before the reception i'm still doing photos of the bride and groom so i'll have the second photographer uh, go to the reception area and we try to get there before uh, the rest of the crowd shows up so you can get pictures of the table settings the decor the flowers and just all the little things before it gets touched by any of the guests um, so we try to get there a little bit early and just look for all the little details you really can't go wrong by just photographing every little detail that you see. Now, during our consultation, again, this is something that you can talk about with your bride and groom ahead of time, but we'll typically ask them what events that they're going to be having. Um, they'll usually have them in an itinerary uh, so you can carry them with you and you know the times of everything that's going to happen. But typically there's uh, speeches. During the speeches, we make sure to get a couple of photos of whoever is speaking uh, but you want to also look at your photos make sure when you photograph people speaking sometimes you capture some odd faces or you know their eyes closed so I take a little bit of time to make sure that the photos that I capture of them speaking look good I try to get pictures of whoever's speaking along with the bride and groom off to the side looking at them I wait for reaction shots from the bride and groom um, if they do a toast when they raise their glass, I'll try to get behind them because you can sometimes get a nice shot of the entire crowd, everybody raising their glasses together. So just to give you guys some ideas, we do the speeches, uh, the first dance, the mother-son dance, father-daughter dance. Um, we ask if they're going to have any special dances. Um, this is an important one to us now because a long time ago, and I did ask the bride and groom if they were going to do any special dances. That's exactly what happened at one of our weddings. I asked the bride and groom if they were doing any special dances, but they said no, that they didn't have anything planned. But the bride later on did plan a special surprise dance with her father. And the problem is she never told me about it. So I was just, I was out on the dance floor, but when the bride and her father came out, they were facing away from me and we were in a really crowded tight spot. So I was able to capture the the whole event, but I just wasn't in the right place right when it, when it started. And I, like I said, I got to capture all the, all the right photos, but I would have preferred to have known that they were gonna do that because I would have known exactly where to stand, when it was gonna happen. And I wouldn't have worried about, you know, missing anything from beginning to end. Typically, there's a bouquet toss, a garter toss, and then, of course, the cake cutting. Now, there's lots of little things that you can do to kind of, I guess, discreetly set up your shots. 
Um, so to give one example, uh, during the cake cutting, I'll usually ask the DJ to make an announcement for uh, the crowd to come up and surround the bride and groom while they do the cake cutting. This is uh, a, a perfect opportunity for us to make a moment that's already special for the bride and groom uh, even more special for them by surrounding them with all their family members behind them. What I like to do is after they cut the cake and they feed each other a little piece, um, these photos turn out really awesome because all their families behind them, they're supporting them. Usually I'll give the, the crowd a wave and tell them to cheer. So I get them with their hands up in the air, clapping their hands behind them. And it just turns out really great. And I know that when they look back on their photos, it's going to be a little bit more special to them knowing that they had all their family support during all these little events. So we do the same thing for like the first dance. We make sure we make sure during the first dance that they're surrounded by the crowd. And we just always try to make it a point to be able to see everybody that's out in the crowd during as many photos as they can. So when they are looking back at their photos, they can remember everybody that attended their wedding. Another trick that you may already know uh, that you can do to set up one of your shots is during the bouquet toss and the garter toss. Uh, if you want to make sure uh, to not miss anything, you know, those those moments can happen so quickly. So one of the things that we do is we have the bride and groom. Uh, we tell them to do a fake toss. So when they do a countdown, three, two, one, they don't actually throw it the first time, but they make the motion like they're throwing it. Two things can happen. You kind of set yourself up to make sure to get the images that you want. So during the first fake toss, you can get you can get that picture of the bride getting ready to toss the bouquet. And for the real throw, you can maybe focus on all the single ladies catching the bouquet and focus on who actually catches it and run up and make sure to get those shots as well. So that's just another little trick that you can do. And then after all the events have gone by, uh, we usually spend the rest of the time focusing on people dancing. What we like to do is when the party starts, we try to photograph at least one good image of everyone that's out on the dance floor. That way they can remember those guests that were at their wedding. And while I'm getting pictures of everybody dancing, um, you know, you're you're getting towards the end of the day. So I usually make sure to think about um, any images that I may have missed, any details that I may have missed. I look around to make sure there's nothing I missed. Um, towards the end of the, of the wedding night, I'll get back with the bride and groom and ask them if there's anybody that you know they haven't been photographed with yet that they'd like to photograph with or it's a good time to go down my list of any family members that maybe weren't weren't present at the time of the family photos to, and that would be a perfect time to get together with them take some pictures with them as well now i love shooting weddings and i'm always having a blast when i'm there but personally i'm never really relaxed at a wedding i'm always looking for something i missed and that just kind of works for me because um, at the end of the day, I, I walk away feeling comfortable that I got everything that I needed to get and uh, hopefully everything that I wanted to get. And when I think about it that way, I always feel pretty confident that I did get everything I wanted to get because I never stopped thinking about anything that I might have missed. Now, I wanted to touch a little bit on another subject. I know that this could be up for an entire discussion. Um, I'll probably bring it up with uh, some interviews as well, but I just wanted to talk about how many photos we deliver for a typical wedding day. Now, the way we've chosen 
the amount of photos that we deliver. We've done some research. We look at what photographers are are delivering, how many photos that they're delivering. Um, we've gone on forums. Uh, we've seen discussions on it. We tell our clients that we deliver on average about 100 photos an hour. So if we have an eight-hour day, um, they can expect about 800 plus photos. Uh, that's a good starting point for us. Um, at the end of a full day, we'll usually end up delivering about 1,200 to 1,400 photos easily. Now, some photographers do more, some photographers less. We just found that that's a perfect number for us. 1,200 photos is not too much for us to work on. We know that we could cull through our photos and easily pick out 1,200 photos to deliver. Uh, we feel like that's a good uh, number for our clients where they don't feel like they're overwhelmed with photos or they don't feel like they didn't get enough photos for from their day. We've heard feedback from people that have gotten like 4,000 photos uh, from from their wedding photographer and that may not be a bad thing but in my opinion I mean that's just too many photos for your client to go through. We want to make sure that they have plenty of photos to go through but that they're also not repetitive. Uh, for us the day that they sit down and go through their photos we want that to be a special day and we know that the day that they sit down and they scroll through their photos, it's gonna be a very special day. And the last thing we want is for them to start thinking, oh my gosh, there's so many photos. When does this end? You know, we want the experience of them going through their photos to be a special experience for them as well. So that's all I'll say about that. I just wanted to share that with you guys really quick because um, I do constantly get questions about you know, what's a good amount of photos to deliver on our on a wedding day? I just think that 100 photos per hour is a good starting point. And then you can base your decisions of your experience on how many photos you cull through. I just think that 100 photos an hour, it's a good starting point and a, a perfectly reasonable goal to aim for when you're shooting a wedding day. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you would like to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find me at both of those places, at Del Toro Photo. Uh, shoot me a message. Let me know what you think about the podcast so far. Let me know if you have any questions that you want me to talk about on the next episode. I'd love to hear from you guys. I am having so much fun recording these podcasts, so please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. And let me know what you think. You can also find this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And whenever I do have interviews with guests, um, I always leave their info and how to find them on the show notes. So keep an eye out for that. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please let me know by leaving a review and a rating. And we will see you guys on the next one.